Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion. Team. In celebration of opening day, we've got a special episode of the Moth Podcast for you. The theme is baseball and the surprising ways it connects people. I gaze out at the players on the field and then I, uh, I look over at my dad and I, I realize that in the silence between us that something has changed. It's like I'm seeing him for the first time. Two stories about baseball, family, and so much more. The episode's available right now. Subscribe to The Moth Podcast to make sure you hear it. Yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring. Boring, boring. Okay, one thing the game needs is more people like you. You, you. Still have grown men run around tight pants. It's Mookie Betts. It's Daniel Bard. It's Steve Aoki. Jared Saltalamacchia. This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball is baseball. Baseball isn't boring. Welcome to Baseball Isn't Boring. Here's your host, Rob Radford. Baseball isn't boring, yeah. Baseball isn't boring in large part because we are side-by-side with our good friends at FanDuel where every moment is more and every moment has been more this baseball season. It's been so much fun, so much fun to go through this with a podcast, with a conversation, with the t-shirts, with the books, whatever it is. It's only a few games in the season, but you wake up every day uh, and we're giving you a podcast to listen to and we're also, we get conversation to be had not only with the people we interview but with whatever happened that day and that's why maybe the podcast might get out a little bit later than we had been but we're gonna have it up by eight eastern every single day we're gonna recap we want to recap what happened the night before but 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 the meat and potatoes obviously are the conversations with the people you want to hear from yesterday a lot of buzz a lot of buzz about Verdugo's comments on the podcast talking about Alex Manoa um, but you should also listen to Andrew McCutcheon both Verdugo and McCutcheon were excellent when it came to the showing emotion in baseball I thought it was an awesome conversation one that we'll continue to have we went back and we I remember talking to Marcus Stroman on the podcast when just before the WBC start about that carryover he was great about it i mean i think that this is a huge huge topic which we aren't going to ignore we're going to continue to sort of discuss and something will happen along the way where we we actually have more people on maybe it's a bat flip maybe it's the brawl who knows what it is well anyway today's conversation is about prospects what is it to be like a top prospect in baseball what is it like to have those expectations that pressure uh, that that excitement, all of that. What is it like? I don't know what it's like, well, but these guys do. I think we got some pretty good guys to talk about it. We got two guys from the Orioles, Gunnar Henderson, Adley Rushman. We got 
Tristan Cassis of the Red Sox, and we got Cabrian Hayes of the Pittsburgh Pirates. So, anyway, we want to go through these. I'm going to start with, I don't even know where to start because they're all really, really good. Um, but before we get going, and we'll start with Rutschman because he is, listen, he won the Rookie of the Year. So he wins the prize. He gets to go first on this podcast. So we'll start with Rushman talking about being a top prospect, and then we'll get into Tristan Cassis, and we'll get into Gunnar Henderson, and then we'll get into Hayes. All right, but before we do that, quick recap of what happened. Uh, the, the people who, once again, made baseball not being boring by being really, really good at it. Sandy Alcantara, holy mackerel. I don't know if you know this. He's really good. Nine inning, three hit, shutout, complete game. So, if you want to go FanDuel and you want to place a bet on a Cy Young, I think I already wanted to place a bet on Dylan Cease for the American League. Sandy might be your guy for the National League. You're not gonna you're not gonna win a ton of money because he's probably the favorite, especially after today or after last night. But so be it. You got to go with what you know. You got to go with the people who actually are going to win it. One undefeated team left the race. Well, their starting pitching didn't didn't shut anyone down, really, like they had been. I mean, it would have been incredible the first four times through the rotation. But they are 5-0 nonetheless. Four guys hit two home runs. Brian Anderson of Milwaukee. Two guys from Seattle. Teoscar Hernandez and A.J. Pollock. And, again, two guys from Milwaukee. Along with Brian Anderson and Garrett Mitchell. So, if you're looking for the home runs... Milwaukee and Seattle, those were the guys to do it. As far as getting hits, there was a bunch of guys with three hits. I'm going to rattle them off for you, okay? Well, Anderson, okay, he wins offensive player the, the, the day. Well, maybe we'll do something like that on the podcast. I don't know. Um, but Anderson, Hernandez, I'm sorry. Anderson, Cody Bellinger, Alex Call, Matt Chapman, Cronworth, Duffy, Riley Green, Ian Happ, Nico Horner, Jeff McNeil, Brandon Nimmo, good friend Brandon Nimmo, friend of the program, Brian Reynolds, Josh Rojas, Lane Thomas, Spencer Torkelson, and Patrick Wisdom. Those are the people who got three hits last night. I just wanted to, to highlight them because, once again, when you do well, you're, you're making baseball not being boring. Well, anyway, speaking of players who are probably going to get a, a couple home runs a night, some three-hit days... Going forward, these are the guys who are probably going to do that. These are the guys who are going to be, who are the, the future. Let the children be the future. Yes, and we have the future on the podcast today. Let's start with Adley Rutschman. I don't know if you know him. Catcher, Baltimore Orioles. Uh, he is uh, already a star. It, heading into 2022, he was a number one prospect. Heading into 2021, he was a number two prospect in all baseball. Heading into 2020, he was a number five prospect. Well, he's lived up to the hype. Let's hear a quick conversation with Adley Rushman. So we, we start everyone by asking why baseball isn't boring. There isn't a wrong answer. Um, we've had a lot of good answers. Most recently, Anthony Volpe said baseball isn't boring because he doesn't associate those two words together. For you, why isn't that the case? Um, I mean, the game's fun. I've always had fun watching and, and playing. And, and uh, I mean... That's, I feel like that's <laughs> really as simple as it comes down to it. It's, that's not a bad answer. No. Fun is good. Fun is good. What, do you remember the first time that you remember having, like, saying, okay, this, this sport might be for me? I mean, when I was, uh, 
when I was young playing, I guess, T-ball. Um, you know, you. I remember hitting balls out in my front yard and, and uh, you know, with my dad. That's kind of the first memory I have of it. And we always just had a great time with something we did together. And um, I'll always have fun associated memories with doing that as a kid. Is it as fun as ever? I mean, there's different levels of fun, right? Mm-hmm. And then now that it comes the pressure of being a baseball player and being paid and being mm-hmm. like counted on everything else do you, do you have to stop yourself sometimes and say okay you know what I liked I, I, there's a reason why I get into this um, I mean you know it's it's always important to keep perspective um, because sometimes it does um, you know the days do get long and um, you're tired coming to the field but um, you know the more perspective you can have on how you know blessed we are to come out here and play and um, you know, and do this for our jobs and uh, to be able to do a game that we love, uh, you know, as often as you can remember that, I try to, and um, that always brings, brings me back. I was talking to Gunner yesterday about sort of being this for this next wave of young players, and there's a feeling that this baseball is an exciting thing because of guys like you. Do you feel that? I mean, you've, you've come, you see these guys at showcases, and you've seen, you know, these guys for a while, and now we're seeing them in the major. Do you feel that, like, sort of you're part of this next wave of players? Um, yeah, I mean, I think for me, I, I try and stay more present uh, with baseball and uh, just kind of focus on what we have here and now. Um, and uh, this season, today's game, and, and uh, you know, I don't try and get caught up in the future too much. Uh, so, um, you know, it has excited me on this team and to see the guys that we have around. And um, But I'm very happy to be uh, where I am at right now with these guys. Mm-hmm. Is it hard to not to like look at rankings and rookie of the year or last year rookie of the year stuff and, and expectations and all that? Are you pretty good at like like you said staying in the moment and that stuff? Um, definitely it's it's something that I've you know worked on over the last couple of years trying to get better at because I think the more that you can um, you know, kind of block that out and focus on what's going to be good for you as a player. Um, I've gotten better at that and, and try to do it. So I definitely do um, try to not look at those things and focus on our goals in, in the locker room. All right, good stuff from Adley. Real quick, but it was good catching up with him. Hopefully we have a, a longer conversation down the road. All right, Tristan Cassis, you want to know what he, where he has been ranking in the Baseball America rankings? Well, last year or heading into this year, uh, he was ranked 29th overall. Heading into last year, he was ranked 19th. Heading into 2021, ranked 47. Heading into 2020, he was ranked 70th. And now he is a starting first baseman of the Boston Red Sox. Always an insightful guy. That's what I want to sort of get him out top of the podcast uh, of these guys we talked to. He really, really, really good. Uh, you're going to mention, you're going to hear him mention some of the other guys we talked to. But always a good guy to catch up with, Tristan Cassis. Is being a prospect, you know, for you, like it's, it's human nature, right? It's, it's, you get a lot of this lists and everything else. How did you handle it? I wouldn't necessarily say that I would go out there knowing that there was a target on my back or knowing that the pitcher knew who I was or expecting any special treatment um, on the field at least or think of myself as any different than anybody else on the team. I would just think um, 
that there's a little more expectation for me to do well than other people, um, which I've been dealing with my whole life. Um, I think it's, uh, it's one thing to prove somebody wrong, but I think it's a lot harder to prove somebody right. So when everybody expects you to do well, and you do well, you're supposed to do well, so you should you, you don't need a lot of credit. But um, for the people who don't have that expectation and then you do well, it's, it's a little less pressure. So there is a little pressure that comes with um, being a uh, quote-unquote prospect or being somebody who's supposed to be expecting to succeed at the, at the, at the highest level. But um, I, I kind of figured that going into it, you know, being drafted first round, um, kind of going through the minor leagues at a, at a high level and getting or at an accelerated pace and getting here at a, at a point in time where I'm still considered a pretty young player in the league. Um, but... I just, uh, you know, try to block all that out, and uh, when I when, when I step into the box, just compete my my butt off and um, be a good teammate. Um, I think earning everybody's respect has been my my uh, my goal here, and uh, you do that, you know, by one playing well, hitting, and and then two, um, being a good guy off the field. Um, being accountable for your mistakes and uh, getting along with the teammates and getting along means so many different things but at the end of the day just picking each other up and uh, being there for one another is uh, what I've been trying to work on. Was there a time when you were coming up like you said first round draft pick it already starts but was there a time coming up where it really hit you and maybe it was like a list or, or whatever where it hit you like okay this is a different thing like in like you, you all your life you've been you're you're one of the best but was there a time like it's different to be a, a minor league top prospect was there a time that you sort of like oh man like this is different maybe team usa maybe when you get to double a maybe when you get to triple a i don't know or well, maybe there wasn't you know maybe there was just like you know, you just had to, you had the same sort of expectations and you were able to block it out. I don't know. <clears throat> I feel like I've been, I've had high expectations pretty much since, since 10th grade. Um, since I was 15, 16, I feel like I've had this pressure to do well. And uh, since then, I, I feel like I've been right on beat with everything. Uh, I've worked hard, put my head down. I feel like I've earned everything I've gotten so far. I don't think I just got here by accident. I think uh, everything that's happened to me has happened for a reason. Um, good, bad, injuries, um, success. But um, to say one, to say one thing um, stood out one more, more than the other, I can't. I can't really pinpoint. Um, Obviously, reaching this level has been the peak of my baseball career and life. Um, so, if I were to pinpoint anything, maybe getting getting the opportunity to play in the major leagues last year, um, that was that was probably the, the one thing that that stood out to me. But um, that's just because I'm I'm very competitive and I know. Um, I can uh, play at this level. The last thing is, uh, talking to the other guys, um, was 
you know, like you guys are the next wave, right? This is what makes baseball exciting. We love young players. We love what is the future. Do you feel that when you see guys like Adley or do you see guys like whoever it might be, like, hey, you know, we, we are the next generation. I mean, you have to worry about yourself, but it's kind of cool that baseball has this. Do you, do you sense that? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, whether it's Hadley or Gunner or, you know, Kanan or well, all the young guys on, on all these teams that I've been playing against for a couple years now in the minor leagues as well. So um, some of them I have better relationships with others. Some of them I'm just meeting for the first time. But um, I definitely acknowledge that we're, we're, we are the next generation for sure. And, and it's going to be fun and exciting to play against them for a long time. Um, I'm excited to see how they grow as players and, and, and vice versa. But um, I'm more excited for this next wave that we got coming up as well in the minor leagues, in our organization at least. I know um, I'm the youngest here so far, but behind me there's a lot of guys coming up that I'm excited to see, you know, perform at this level. Um, you know, it starts at the middle. We got a lot of middle infielders coming up, and, um, you know, our, our, our pitching staffs down in the minor leagues are, are pretty strong as well. So um, internally I'm excited, but also around the league, uh, I'm excited to see how we stack up because, you know, just like I feel like we have a good team and we're going to have a good team for years to come, there's a lot of good organizations with a lot of good prospects, um, including the, the Orioles, uh, including uh, the Rangers, including a lot of other uh, organizations that, um, you know, have some, some talent. So, yeah, I'm excited to see how, how this stacks up, um, you know, compared to other teams in terms of our internal organization. But, uh, yeah, it, it's exciting to see that the future of baseball is in good hands. PA baseball. All right, and now the guy heading into this year was the number one prospect, according to Baseball America, Gunnar Henderson, Baltimore Orioles. You may know him from the guy who's playing third base and shortstop for the Orioles. Um, so heading into 2022, he was a 57th-ranked prospect, but he, like you said, he jumped up to the number one guy, the number one guy. We sat down with him for a good amount of time, and it's, again, getting to know these guys a little bit, their perspective, and also the friendship, as you hear, with Henderson and Rushman is kind of interesting. That's something that something I think that I wasn't expecting, or maybe I should have expected, but can you imagine the Orioles? I mean, the Orioles, everyone knows that they have a really good farm system, but they already have these two guys up, and they just called up, by the way, another guy, Grayson Rodriguez. So the Orioles... Off to a fairly decent start, three and two. And by the way, they got two guys on the podcast. What's better than that? Here's Gunnar Anderson. So, when it comes like baseball's at a great place, right? All these young stars coming up, and you and Adley and, and a million different other people. Um, do you feel it? I mean, do you feel like that you're part of something special? That this is this is like the next wave of baseball at all? Yeah, I mean, it's cool to be able to spend it with a lot of the guys that I've I got to uh, play with. Some of the guys that are, I guess, younger in the game now during the high school showcases and stuff, and then being able to just run into them throughout the minor leagues is really cool to be able to see all of them uh, at the big leagues. And um, being here myself is pretty special. It's been a dream of mine, and to be considered, uh, I guess, the next wave of the game is pretty cool. All right, yeah. give me the best high school showcase story. Uh, story? Well, just like, I mean, like you said, it's, we forget sometimes that, you guys see each other like early 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 right i guess it's just cool like you can look back on 
you, you remember a lot of the names that went there and just, and just seeing them at the big league level and be like, yeah, it's pretty cool that a lot of the guys that you play with in that one game are going to be at the big league level or, and a lot of them are, are in professional baseball. So that's, uh, that's probably one of the coolest memories is just recalling all those guys that were there and how high they make it. Well, so it has to be like the guy you showed up and like, holy crap, that guy's good. You know, yeah. I don't know if there was that guy or those guys. Um, yeah, I mean, there's definitely a lot of good talent. I mean, just watching some of the guys. I mean, we had like um, Corbin, of course, he was there. So Corbin was the guy, like you're like, oh, uh, he did lead off. I think he led off the perfect game with the triple off. Uh, oh, he Spino. did. Yeah, so that was that was pretty pretty sweet. Did you? I mean, so when you go into these things, do you know who these guys? Like again, you know sort of of him because this is the way the world works now. You're tracking this stuff. Uh, I don't really like track into a lot of it, but I just uh, yeah, going throughout all the summer stuff. I got to do a lot of stuff as an underclassman, and then uh, we'd run into each other there, and then just playing in high school uh, big tournaments and stuff. Uh, we run in, run into each other. So. How much for kids? We talk about this. It's it's getting er- tougher earlier on because you have YouTube, you have Instagram, and the comparisons. It's like starts early, early on, right? How tough is it? For you, even all the way up till now, when you're just like, oh, well, you're ranked here, you're ranked here. I know you're, you're, the answer is, like, I don't pay attention to it, but how hard is it even not to pay attention to it? Yeah, I feel like it just um, depends on the person because you can look into it as much as you want to. Yeah, I mean, you're going to see it eventually, but um, I feel like it's just how deep you take it because for me, it's just a number that doesn't really uh, describe the full player's potential because, I mean, they get just a little bit and they base it off, I guess, your summer performance and then uh, just your play in the actual tournament. And, uh, yeah, I feel like it doesn't give the overall picture. I mean, it gives a good picture, but, um, yeah, I mean, I wasn't the really highest rated player. But well, when, So when did you take the jump? Like, when did you feel like, was there a moment where you're like, okay, you know, people started paying attention to me a little bit more? Um, I mean, I really know. I, I just put my head down and went to work, especially when I got into pro ball. I mean, I, had, I was uh, blessed with some, a lot of good hitting coaches and uh, developmental guys on defense and uh, the hitting side. So I felt like just going to work every day with them and just the work that they've helped me with and just having the right work ethic, that's been the biggest thing, and I felt like that's what helped me take yeah. off. How much do you feel comfortable now? I mean, as a major leaguer, you can be honest. Like, it's like, you know, sometimes it's, it's – and we've talked a lot about, about rookies and, and young players, how they're accepted more than, say, 10 years ago, right? Um, do you, as you sit here, do you still have that sort of, I'm um, feeling my way into this thing, or do you feel like I'm pretty comfortable? I still feel like I'm feeling my way because I want to go out there and I want to produce every day, and I know that's just not the reality of the sport, but yeah, I just want to go out there and do the best I can, and I uh, feel like doing that each and every day, it'll uh, get the respect in the future, but I know I'm pretty low on the uh, total pole service time, so oh, yeah. yeah, so I'm just going out there and trying to help the team win and do the best I can. What are you better What are you better at now than you were last year at this time? Uh, just honestly, just trusting everything, trusting the process of things, because uh, early last year, I tried to get, like, I was a little results-based, and now it's just... You, you can't really worry it's about it. It's hard that. not to be, yeah. though, right? And yeah, in this game, it's very hard not to because, yeah, you do everything right, and you're like, well, crap, I had, that could have been points to my OPS plus average and stuff like that, but then you 
dude lays out and catches a hard hit line drive and you're like well crap now I get nothing so <laughs> yeah it's, it's definitely hard to combat that but uh, it's just something you gotta deal with Tristan Cassis over there had told me he said one of the differences in minors when you minors you, you want to play for teams right but you're really playing you know to build yourself up and when you get here it's flipped yeah do you feel that i mean i i I never never even thought about that but it's hard to argue with it i guess yeah because i mean there is a lot more developmental they're just wanting you to get your eight bats and stuff and i mean when you get in the playoffs and minor leagues that's when you get your first taste of it so that's why i was glad i got that when i went up to double a and the end of 21 you got a little bit of the team aspect of uh trying to win ball games and uh then as soon as you get up here, everybody's just focused on winning. So it kind of it kind of flips in that way. But um, is this before it's like AU and now it's like high school, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, I guess that's like some people put it well. Like when you're in college, that's all you focus on is just winning ball games. And I feel like um, for the guys who came out of college, that's that was most recent for them. And then um, as for me, is in our high school playoff run. And then in Double uh, A, whenever we're making the play- or in the playoffs and trying to win the championship. So yeah, well, you get to that point in Double A, like okay, here we go, we're a champ. But yeah, so yeah. that was that was a fun experience being able to do that. And then when we got up here and being in the middle of the playoff push, that was that was really fun yeah. to play in that aspect of things. What's um so obviously a lot of people talk about you and Ali, but for you, like when I talk about going to the the, the tournaments and the holy crap, you said Corbin Carroll. For you, for Hat, for Adley, what was the holy crap? He's really good moment. Um, I feel like just being able to watch him every day because he was my first roommate when I got to Florida after I got uh, after I signed. Okay. So uh, yeah, I got to spend a lot of time with him, and then uh, in Alt Sight, got to really spend a lot, a lot more time with him. So uh, just honestly watching him each and every day, the routine he goes through, and just the way he takes care of business has uh, been a been a big uh, thing for me, and being able to learn from him has been a uh, help in my career as well. I, I have to ask, man, the roommate question, right? <laughs> it's like it's less like you know when my son goes to college, you're worried about oh, like is this kid neat? Is that kid neat? Is yeah. that kid? Is that kid gonna play video games all day long? Did you guys like so as roommate that first roommate? I mean that's something, right? No matter where you guys end up, you always remember your first yeah. roommate. What was that like? Yeah, no, it was awesome. We uh, we hit it off pretty quick, yes yeah. sir. And uh, we we're playing PlayStation together. We go eat every night, and then um, yeah, we spent a good time. Or he got uh, sent up to low A our short season pretty quick so it's been two like i probably spent like three weeks with him how was it and uh yeah and our develop our relationship just kept developing really did you know him this goes back did you know him like from uh he wasn't a guy he had to shake his hand at uh whenever i signed at the field and that was about it it. yeah that was it it's but there was no problems with neatness or it's no problem with No, so you guys are both neat, yeah. or we're, right. we're both pretty good. Oh, good Even, for you. Yeah, right. so. And I, sorry, I didn't mean to use trouble, but you went to the Bruins, so like you still do stuff together, right? Yeah, we we've done stuff together pretty much since we since we first met. All site, we spend every day together. We play PlayStation together. We actually live together in Sarasota this year with uh, Stowers and uh, Colton Kowser. So yeah. okay, what's the one thing if you had to like you guys plan your your non baseball vacation? Like if you say, okay, hey, you know what, Adley, I'm thinking about we should do something. I think right. we're we're gonna go up to uh, Portland at some point this next off season. So 
Yeah. Okay. We'll be out there. Portland, Oregon? Yeah. All right. So we're, we're closer to Portland, Maine. <laughs> yeah. What's in Portland, Oregon? That's where he That's where I Oh, you're gonna, are you yeah. going to stay at his house? Yeah. We're going to go out there. Oh, look at you. All right. There you go. That's great. Honestly, it's great to know that you guys are friends and yeah. that we can tell stories as you guys tell anyway. Yeah. Um, last thing. We always say, you know, why isn't baseball boring, right? So a, uh, a counterpart of yours, um, Anthony Volpe, we just had him on. He had a really good answer. Like Everyone has good answers. There's no wrong answer. Yeah. He is like, well, I just never associated the two words together, right? So, and it can be anything. For you, why isn't baseball boring? Because each and every day is something, something different. You're getting different pitcher, different... Um, it, I, I mean, it's hard to describe, but, yeah, it's a different challenge each and every day. It's not the same thing. You go out there and you can study, like, defenses and stuff. It's going to be different each and every day, and uh, it just creates a challenge that for the uh, competitors, uh, really fun. So, All right, that's a good one. I like yes, it. Sir. Thank you. All right, next up and finally, this guy was so good to talk to, Cabrian Hayes. He is the son of Charlie Hayes, former third baseman. You're going to hear him reference that a lot. Just uh, it, the great thing for me is to get a chance to meet some of these guys face-to-face and talk to them um, and have these conversations. It, it really is it's, it's a pleasure for me. Uh, it's a treat. And Hayes was a, a perfect example of this. Just an outgoing guy, a guy who heading into 2021 was the number 15th overall prospect. Before that, heading into 2020, number 56 overall, 2019, number 49 overall. But as we know, part of the big plan when it comes to the Pittsburgh Pirates and that, that young core, they got some good young players. If they can keep them together, see what happens with Brian Reynolds. But Hayes, a great guy to talk to, a great guy to finish things off with. I want to remind everyone, rate, review, subscribe, most importantly, listen, spread the word, buy the gear, go to the social account, at BB isn't boring. Also, the book, A Damn Near Perfect Game. We just gave David Bednar, Pirates Closer, his book because he's in it. If you're in it, you deserve a book. All right. You deserve a book. Go buy one. All right. Thanks again, everybody. Here's Brian Hayes. So, so it's it's great to be perceived as one of the top guys, right? But there's also pressures that come with it. Is is that something that you when that you realized as sort of your career developed, or? Um, I mean, really, just because I was my dad played. Um, everyone always expected me to be a lot better than everyone so uh, but I mean for me like I if you ask my parents or like my dad or anything like my dad to me he's just like regular old dad like I didn't ever like a lot of time for I would forget to even play just because I was four whenever he retired and stuff so I didn't really get to see him play um, but yeah I mean just I mean I, I understand it like people may feel that way but um, for me I just I just try to work hard every day um it's one of my, one thing my dad always uh him and my older brother they always just made me work hard and do stuff the right way and then um once you get in the game um everything slows down and um, i mean at the end of the day it's a game we're out here to have fun um obviously we want to win so um yeah for me i don't really try to 
put pressure on myself. I just try to go be me, be Keith Ryan. And, um, just the work that I put in in the offseason, each day, whenever I'm preparing for the game, um, I like to think of it as like whenever you're in school, whenever you have a test, um, you're going to feel nervous or something for a test if you didn't prepare for it. But, um, for me, it's a good way to look at it. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I mean, one, at the end of the day, you can look yourself in the mirror and be like, did I prepare the best? Um, to set myself up to be successful um, at the end of the day you can look in the mirror and know if you did or didn't and uh, another thing my dad told me probably like a year or two ago I'm sure he heard it from somewhere too but um, he was kind of just saying like pressure is like whenever you don't know where you're going to sleep or when you're going to get your next meal so um, fortunately enough I'm able to play the game that I love every day and, um, I'm able to sleep with a roof over my head and um, get a hot meal every day so um, I mean at the end yeah, perspective man yeah at the end of the day you just gotta you just gotta prepare the best you can and be confident in yourself um, each and every day because the guy on the other side he's doing that same thing like he's trying to feed his family and stuff like that so um, you can't really put too much pressure on yourself so it's two different things like so we talk about when I talk to those other guys you know, obviously there's the top prospect there's like oh my goodness sir he is in the prospect rankings but you had that like you said anytime that a kid is the, the kid of a of a major league player mm-hmm. like oh you better be good yeah. you know I mean I so that was the first wave of it I would imagine right even when you're probably in little league or whatever yeah, right sure you and did you feel that um, a little bit or did you just like playing you, you, yeah, you, I mean I at the end of the day I didn't really think of it too much um, but I mean obviously just being the kid of a former player like wherever our team was playing it was packed like everyone's coming to watch us play and stuff like that so um really i think just growing up um just kind of having that environment kind of helped me um like i guess gonna say having a spotlight on you or whatnot but um for me i'm kind of like my mom really laid back and um, really under the radar i just like to go out work hard and let my play speak so um so yeah, I mean, I, I, there's there's definitely advantages to um, really just having a father that played, just being all that knowledge of yeah, you know, you know, you know what the, what the deal is, yeah, you're not blown just, away by it. And then right? I had a brother that also that's like eight years older than me. He played in the minor league, so around the time I was getting into high school um, is whenever he was finishing up. So I was able to go see what a minor league day is like, spring training, um, all those things. So I've been real fortunate, uh, just kind of being ahead of everyone with like knowledge so um, but yeah just being able to have them in my corner every day whether to ask some questions a lot of times they just kind of let me do my thing and, yeah but every now and then because uh, this they know how the game is and it's a long season and you go through many ups and downs and uh, things like that so do you, um, do you remember the first time you saw yourself like on one of these lists like these prospect lists and, um, and, yeah. you know, because it's, listen, it's human nature, right? Yeah, yeah. Like you're like, oh, man, I'm number 50. Oh, no, I moved up to number 20. I'm like, whatever it is. Yeah, you see it. Um, but for me, just that kind of started with, like, the perfect game rankings and all that. Um, that's what, by the way, that's what, like, I talked to Gunnar Henderson, and, and yeah, they yeah. said, listen, we know all these guys. We know each other, right? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, for us, like, on the field, like, um, I feel like each guy, like among amongst your peers, I feel like it's different. 
like you kind of view people a certain way or you might not view them a certain way based off but I think as far as us I don't think a lot of guys really pay attention to like rankings uh, I didn't really growing up like my dad he used to like I feel like he used to care about that stuff more really? than me um, so um, just cause I mean in my heart like kind of coming up especially once I got to playing in like Under Armour game perf- uh, the a lot of the big PG national events like you can see like you belong and uh, I mean you can even feel like you're better than a certain person but I mean at the end of the day you're running your own race and um, you're just trying to for me I just try to uh, help my team win each and every day and then uh, I just try one thing my dad says find ways to get better learn something each and every day so um, yeah I just try to challenge myself with those things and then at the end of the day you just gotta gotta have fun Gunner, I said when you went to those perfect games and everything, was there a guy you're like, Holy crap, that guy's good? You know, do you remember a guy? Because usually, like, there's a couple guys that stand out. Do you remember yeah. one that, that you, I mean, they're all good, like, every yeah, yeah. Um, Naylor, he was one, just some of the balls he, Josh yeah, Naylor, yeah, a lot yeah. of balls he would hit. Uh, Colby Allard, he was before like his injuries and stuff he kind of ran into he was really gross um, Justin Hooper I don't know if you remember that name he ended up going to UCLA I that was like the first time I'd seen like a like a huge dude throwing like upper 90s hundreds so, um, and then yeah just kind of growing up in Texas because there's a lot of good baseball in Texas a lot of my friends uh, Luke and Baker he's with the Cardinals yeah. just, I mean it was just it was just fun to be like really just it gave me a big boost in confidence um, like around my sophomore junior season uh or even my sophomore year, my first time I went to Area Code, um, playing against like Tuki Tassan. Um, who else? I actually played with him like a year before that. Really? Jupiter. Um, but yeah, really around like my sophomore, junior year when I started playing in like Area Code, like with all the top guys, yeah. just feeling like being like finally knowing, like, yeah, okay, like, all right, I belong. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, it just gave me a big confidence and um, yeah, it made me just work even harder just because I'm a competitive person and I like to be, yeah. I like to be one of the best players. So, well, the, the last thing is, is, is uh, another thing I ask these guys. You guys are the wave, next wave, right? Mm-hmm. It's a cool thing. I mean, yes, it's sir. like, like it's baseball's great. Like yeah. baseball, like in, in the young players, the good young players. Can you feel that? Like, can you feel like that as a group when you 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 come to Fenway? You see some of these guys. You come to whatever park. You see some of these guys. Like you're the next wave. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, really, just like you, you, you can just tell by MLB the show. Like Chaz yeah, right. is on the right. cover, so. Yeah. He's 24, 25, so just that alone just tells you, like, the game's getting younger and younger each and every day. And, um, I mean, really just hearing a lot of stories from my dad, like, it's a lot different and uh, stuff like that. But, I mean, change is always good. And, um, yeah, I mean, we just try to make the game fun and um, get it out there to more kids. And, um, 
because baseball at the end of the day is one of the best best things on the planet. So. Right, baseball's not boring. Yeah, yeah. so <laughs> um, yeah, so I think it's just been great, just all the young guys that are in the league, just guys like this guy right here, yeah, yeah. hitting the ball harder than anyone, throwing harder. So, um, so the goal, the goal, I want you on MLB the show cover, right? Yes, sir. Three years from now, we'll talk. Yeah, one thing, my mom. Um, we always used to say, like, I always wanted to be on, like, a Wheaties box. So, um, but, yeah, the show would be pretty cool, too. So. We'll, make, we'll make one of those two things happen. Yes, but, sir. Hey, thanks so much. All right.